Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Pastor Rudy and I were sitting down, he was sharing some stuff with me because he sees more of the analytics stuff than I don't really know or understand. We'll have an understanding a bit, but I don't really know. And it's amazing. Even this very men's conference, actually, you're going to have to help me out, uh, Pastor Rudy. Who is listening to this weekly? Uh, just give me some of the countries or some of the men where they're watching. Russia. So we say hi to all of our Russian men that are listening to this podcast today. Come on, who else? Sweden, all our Swedish men that are watching online. Who else? Australia, Australian men. Awesome. Give me one more. Belgium, all the men in Belgium. Come on, give it up for them. Make some We thank you guys for tuning in uh, to us every week and being faithful in this podcast. You are part of this brotherhood. We applaud you for that. And uh, we want you to know if you're listening to this podcast as well, we will also be uh, streaming live on our podcast, The Men's Conference. So you're going to hear from uh, Rex Crane. We're we're going deep, man. Uh, God's calling us to a whole nother level as men. So that will be November 25th to 27th, actually. And so we'll have some extra podcasts coming out for you guys. So, you got your Bibles with you. Turn to uh, Matthew 20, starting in um, uh, verse 20. And just uh, some thoughts I posted last night, and then I changed them up a little bit this morning. Um, You can tell me if you guys can relate. Has anyone ever asked someone for something on your behalf? I'll say that again. Has anyone in your life ever asked something for you on your behalf, of, so, of someone else? Yes. Okay, one person. That's it? Okay, I think, I'm pretty sure you could think back. You, put, you probably forgot when somebody else asked, asked something that you needed on your behalf. Okay, so how did that work out for you? Maybe there's something that you've wanted for, uh, for a while that you've been asking for or in need of, um, but maybe you're too scared to ask. Some of you maybe have asked God, or you think, well, that's maybe too small of a thing for him. He's got other things that he needs to deal with. It's too petty for me to ask for that thing. But God cares about the smallest things and all of your needs, okay? He takes care of the sparrows. How much more is he going to take care of you? I believe it's in Matthew 6, but you should look it up. Um, It can be humbling, especially for us as men, um, if you haven't been able to get that thing or accomplish that goal or achieve that on your own and then have to ask someone else for help. Whether it be a position of promotion, uh, it could be healing from pain, God has a plan. I don't know how many times I've been, um, in the past, I've been at events, conferences, and I've seen these amazing healings happen. And I could use the healing too, but my healing seems so small my need, my pain seems so small in comparison to what other people are struggling with. You got blind people receiving sight, you know, you got the lame walking, and I've had this, you know, pain in my lower back, a small little pain or something that I've learned to live with, you know. Can you relate? You know, so it's it's humbling at times. You're like, well, I don't really want to ask. You know, I don't want to inconvenience Christ. (laughs) Come on. You know, I don't want to inconvenience anyone else. There's always somebody with a bigger need. Right? Okay, I see a lot of men's head shaking. So, um, But here's the thing. We cannot advance unless we ask. It's not in your notes, but you should write it down. We cannot, I will not advance 
unless I ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. But we may miss even some of those miracles because we overlook our own mistakes. And some of those mistakes are failing to ask, failing to seek, failing to knock. And I want to seek God's word together today as men, as we usually do, to seek out and discover our next step in this season, which I believe is just right in front of you. So I want to start with the verse, uh, verse, the first two verses, uh, 21 and 22 again. Jesus starts off with, what is it you want? That's a loaded question, isn't it? What is it you want? As a coach, you know, I'm sitting down constantly trying to figure out, what is it you want? I want to be rich. No, no, no. What does that mean? What is it that you want? I want to be wealthy. No, no, no. What, what define rich being wealthy? Define what, what, what is it that you want? You know, I want freedom. Okay, let's, let's talk about that. Um, so verse 22, you don't know what you are asking Jesus said to them, can you drink the cup that I am willing to drink? We can, they answered, right? To sit on his left and sit on his right. We know that all of this, anytime we advance and we're about to ask, be careful what you ask for because you want your breakthrough and your blessing, you're about to receive a battle. The cup that Jesus, of the suffering that he would take on the cross, and they would suffer too. They would suffer too. And we don't realize sometimes that what we'll have to lay down in order to follow Jesus, to pick up our cross and follow him and to receive what he asks for us. But I think sometimes we focus too much on our fear of that than looking beyond that, beyond the mountain, right? Psalm 121, and we'll see Jesus. We'll see the heavens. We'll see like, hey, there's going to be a mountain, but greater than that is my Lord and Savior who's above it all. He'll get me over the mountain. He'll get me through the valley, wherever that is. But the first point I want to talk about is, are my wants aligned with God's way? This is something that just keeps coming up again and again. And if you get tired of me uh, saying it, good. Maybe, maybe God just is trying to say something to us as men that he keeps reminding us of how are we aligning our wants with his ways. So what is it that you want? And let's be honest, not always, all the time, are our wants aligned with God's ways. Yes or no? We'd like to say they are, but how many times I could tell, okay, I'll be the first to admit that. I'll be the first to admit, you know, I wanted to be a police officer and I was going to go to school. And I'm like, yeah, everything I can do, I can do it for the glory of God. I can do it to serve him. But my wants weren't aligned with his ways, but he used my wants to direct to his ways. And I became a pastor. You think, well, and I have so many people are like, how there's, there's, there's a complete opposite. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, uh, in the process of, of coming into victory halfway through my studies in policing, I went to some of the elders of the church because I wanted to drop it all. I wanted to be a missionary. I'll serve the Lord, whatever it is. I did not want to be a pastor. I'm just going to put that out there. I just wanted to serve God. I thought I'd travel around, help kids and build houses or, or whatever that was. But I was ready to stop all my studies. And the elders of the church says, don't do that because God will probably use that, finish what you've started. Okay. And that spoke to me. And guess what? Throughout all of policing, I learned how to deal with people and people in crisis and people in emergency. It was all a setup. I didn't know that I was going to be a pastor one day, but I have been the bridge for so many in this community. I've got to go into prisons and I've had favor because a lot of my friends were the prison guards. I went to school with them. 
You know, I got to work with the local police and the detectives. A lot of my friends were those detectives. I went to school with them. But the people in need and that needed it the most didn't want to deal with the police. They didn't want to deal with the detectives. Oh, they didn't want to deal with the prison guards, but they did deal with this pastor. You see what I'm saying? So that's how it wasn't my way. But when I submitted to God's way and I said, hey, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to submit to you. Uh, that's when he made my path straight. Trust the Lord with all your heart, not in your own understanding. There's times we don't understand, but always acknowledge him. He will direct your path. So first off, um, I'll, uh, you know, Jesus says, uh, this came to, came to mind. Jesus said, because going back to our wants aligned with God's way, he said to Thomas in John 14, verse 6, and the disciples were there too, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you know, later on, if you look, um, he's being questioned by Pilate before his crucifixion in John eighteen thirty seven, And Pilate says, um, he's asking him these questions, says, so you are a king then? He says, exclamation mark, Pilate says. Jesus answered, you say I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came in this world is to testify the truth. You say I am a king. I came to testify to the truth. Everyone, this is Jesus speaking, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. My way should always be with thy way. My way should always be thy way. Not my way, thy way. The beauty of being reminded about, uh, of the true meaning of Christmas is our chance to reset, regroup, and realign our plans towards God's. There are many things in life that, that I want, but I'm... I'm careful that if I'm not careful when it comes to my own wants, my own wants can cause me to wander, okay? Again, if I'm not careful with my own wants, my own wants can cause me to wander wander if they're not in line with God's ways. That is why I need to submit even my greatest intentions towards God's direction, I'll say that again. I need to submit my greatest intentions towards God's direction. Hey, come on. Peter. Remember, Peter has the revelation that Jesus is Lord. It's this big, amazing moment when Jesus says, who do others say I am? And then, and then who do you say I am? Oh, you're the son of God. Blessed are you, Simon. And he'll no longer be called Simon. He gets this name Peter because of the revelation. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church, and not even the gates of hell will prevail. And Peter, in his good intentions, after Jesus says, I need to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to have to go to, I will be, I will go to the cross, you know, all these things. And then Peter says, no, Lord, you don't have to do that. Great intention, misdirection. That is why I got to give my greatest intentions towards God's direction. Because even if Peter, if Peter can be doing the right things and saying the right things and even have the revelation, right, and still need a little realignment. Come on. Oh, that spoke to somebody. You can have a revelation, but still need a realignment. Peter had the revelation, but he still needed the realignment. Because Jesus says right after that, get behind me, Satan. He's not talking that Peter's not Satan, but the idea that he can, that he can, can 
achieve his calling without the cross. Come on. Because Jesus himself, that was a huge weight. He asked his father when he was praying, if he could take that cup from him, take it from me. Jesus didn't want, it was the only time where he was separated from the father when he had our sins on the cross. He never wanted to be separated from his father. And if there was another way, he would have done it. But we need to align our great intentions with God's greatest direction. So, anyway, uh, we can do this with confidence, knowing that if we take delight in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart, right? The desires that are healthiest, come on, not all the desires of your heart and your great intentions, but the desires that are healthiest for you and for others. It's that country song. Thank God for unanswered prayers when you're talking to the man upstairs just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care, <laughs> right? It's a good song. There's some things that I ask for. I'm like, man, thank the Lord. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. And he has and will do above me on all I can hope, imagine, or dream of, according to the power within. And we know Jeremiah 29, 11 says, his plans are to prosper us, not to harm us, give us a hope and a future. Let's look at verse 32. Verse 32. So the first one, again, just reminding ourselves: are my wants aligned with God's way? Uh, then we go into verse 32. It says, the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. Now we're talking about uh, the men that are blind, that need healing, okay? Fast forward to this part. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. They shouted all the louder. Oh, I'm reminded of the story. I don't know if you heard the story before. I think the first time I heard it was Rex shared this story, and he's going to be sharing with us, man, in like 12 days. And he, and he shared this story about, uh, about a child that came in with mom, and they came into this church. It was a, a, um, uh, a, what kind of church was it? It doesn't matter what kind of church it was. But anyway, it was a very conservative church, and they're sitting in the church, and, and the worship began, and this kid, he starts getting up and shouting, amen, and he's, and he's shouting, and the mom says, sit down. Like, don't you know how to behave in church? You know, and he's all into it. The kid must have been born part Baptist. But anyway, he's in there, and he's shouting to the Lord. And he's praying, and the mom says, sit down. And then finally, the mom forces him and, you know, says, we're going to have a talk after. If you don't sit down, you be quiet. And the little boy, he folds his arms over like this, and he looks over at mom, and he says, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing and shouting on the inside. <laughs> you know, and that's how we should be as men. Don't let the crowd and society quiet you when you're shouting the name of Jesus, when you're giving him praise. I'm not talking about shouting about your problems. I'm talking about giving him praise and shouting. There are people that do not understand why you are so happy in this season. Who are you to ask for that? Who are you to advance in this season when everybody else isn't? Well, they could too if they wanted to. Right? Lift the name of Jesus up. The crowd rebuked them. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about trading the crowd for a crown. Come on. Trading the crowd for a crown. Jesus was about to trade a crowd of followers for a crown of thorns. Many of those who were following him would betray him. 
Jesus could have listened to the crowd, but he chose to listen to those who needed to receive sight. It wasn't just those who were physically blind, but those who were following that needed to receive sight. Remember, this crowd is following Christ, and they're telling the blind to be quiet. Okay? How many times did the crowd walk past and silence those in need? When it was in their power to do something. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells us there will be a time when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He gives examples of being hungry, thirsty, a stranger in need of clothes, sick, and even in prison needing a visit. And how those that met those needs met his needs. He says in verse 40 of Matthew 25, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In many cases, the crowd is too busy trying to make their own following than follow the way of Christ. Whoa. We see this all the time now, right? I'm going to build my personal profile. I want to get so many people following me. And we get so busy trying to create our own following as opposed to get others to follow the way of Christ. Don't be like the majority that are just looking out for themselves instead of looking out for number one, Jesus. That's number one. If you want to look out for number one, his name is Jesus. There's only one way, Jesus. So let us trade in our personal following and even our own crowns for a crown of righteousness by meeting the needs of those that are in distress. Now, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all, say all, who have longed for his appearing. 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. Then we go into verses 33 and 34. Lord, they answered. Remember, Jesus says, what is it that you want? First of all, uh, James and John's mother wants, uh, Jesus asked them, what do you want? I want my son to sit on your right and your left. And now, and now the, the, he's asking the blind man, what do you want? What do you want? Right? And they say, we want our sight. Jesus has compassion on them, touches their eyes immediately. Say immediately. Immediately they receive sight and follow him. Finally, our immediate response for his ultimate plan. Remember that delayed obedience is disobedience. Two claps. You want God to respond to you immediately, but will you respond to him immediately? The Lord gives us sight so that we can follow him. That's the context of the scripture. He gives them sight so they can follow. It's sure hard to follow Jesus when you're blind, isn't it? But you ain't blind anymore. Say, I'm not blind. There you go. When we receive healing or we witness healing, it is so that we can follow his way. 
so that we can follow him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus said this in John 14, verse 12. Why? So why do you have sight? So that you can save others from their pain, their distress. And most importantly, we can point them to Jesus and save their souls. His way means doing his work. His way means doing his work. Let's align our wants with his ways. Let's trade in our our, our crowds for a crown and respond immediately when we see the need that fits into his ultimate plan. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.